This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit. So maybe you guys have noticed I've been a little spotty as far as releasing episodes lately. And you know what? I'm in seminary full-time right now. I'm pastoring a church part-time right now. And I've got a lot on my plate. But right now i got these big papers that are due right here at the end of the semester. And uh, podcasting, although it is something that I love to do, it's one of those things that kind of takes a back burner uh, position when I've got more uh, more important issues on the table. So I appreciate your guys' grace in that. Uh, but we're back again this week with another episode, and I've got a few important announcements to make. The first is this. We have a Society of Reformed Podcasters master feed. That is, you can subscribe to the Society of Reformed Podcasters and any of your podcast catchers, and you will get the episodes of all the shows in the lineup of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. And in conjunction with that, the Society of Reformed Podcasters, or SORP, has added a new member, and that is the Nerd Gospel Podcast. It is a great podcast, quality content. Uh, They really blend together Bible, Scripture, Christianity, a Christian worldview with nerd culture, and it's something as a nerd myself that I really and deeply appreciate and enjoy listening to. So go over and listen to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. Uh, Heath and Jeremy do a great job with that podcast. And uh, if you go to reformpodcast.com, you're going to find all their information there on the website. Uh, but we're still here in Five for Fruit in a series on defending confessionalism. I'm talking about the distinctives of being a Reformed Christian. And one of the main distinctives of being a Reformed Christian is that you're confessional. Uh, we've talked already about how confessions are necessary because interpretation is unavoidable. We've talked about how confessions are used as a defense for the church against false doctrine. We've talked about how confessions are used to instruct in the family and in the church, uh, in the whole counsel of God. But today I want to talk about another aspect of confessionalism, and that is that it brings unity. Now, maybe many of you are thinking, uh, oh man, you reformed Christians, you're so picky about your doctrine, and you're off in your little niche group, and uh, you, you just don't get together with anybody, and you, you know, don't you know that doctrine divides? Doctrine divides. Yeah, but there's another side to that coin, and that is that doctrine unites under the banner of truth. And confessions I have found in my own personal journey have unified me, brought me together with other Christians because now that what we believe about the scriptures and about God and about Jesus Christ and about salvation is out in the open, a compare and contrast game occurs so that I can say as a three forms of unity confessional Christian, I agree so much with the Westminster Standards Presbyterians. I agree with so much with the London Baptist Confession of Faith Brethren. I believe in so much with uh, these, uh, you know, other Christians who have their confessions. And, and, and then also we can see where we differ. And we can say, well, I understand that we differ in this area, but that is a secondary area. That is not a primary area. 
And because we have these confessions and knowledge of these confessions, we become unified in so many ways, particularly about the gospel with other Christians that we would not have otherwise done so because we come to see and realize what they believe rather than saying, if you agree, if you disagree with me on anything, then I can't come together with you because I don't know what you believe. So I believe that confessions unite. Confessions bring unity because they clarify where we agree and where we disagree, and they help us to see whether those disagreements are primary or secondary issues. Well, this is Carrie Gephardt, and do me a favor. Read the Belgic Confession of Faith this week and bear much fruit to the glory of God. Five for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.